Hi, my name is Kay Sutha. I am a business strategist and I will be your host. In this podcast, I'll be getting raw, real and relentless whilst interviewing successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who specialize in different aspects of business. We'll cover the five main pillars of business, which are sales, marketing, finance, operations and leadership, but not forgetting mindset, live and digital events, plus much, much more. You will gain insights, tips and tricks and discover jaw-dropping actionable steps that you will be able to put in place for your business right away. Guys, I've got an exciting guest for you today. He is a best-selling author, globally endorsed drummer, podcaster, recovered drug addict, stepdad, and a successful business owner. He has been featured on BBC One News for the work he's done for the 100 Club and NFP Group for aspiring entrepreneurs focused on mental health, mindset, motivation, and business acumen. Now, after losing his previous business in the entertainment industry, due to COVID, he is now building UK's biggest comparison site for businesses. He delivers keynotes for entrepreneurs, business owners and students on an array of different subjects that ensure growth within their lives. He is here today to share with us how to create a bulletproof mindset, guys, with nothing more than as little daily effort needed. Please welcome Lee Bridges, author of Do Shit, Get Shit Done, and CEO of Reform Financial. Lee, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have you here on our show. How are you feeling today? That was an insane <laughs> intro. Thank you so much. You, you've made me go all funny, love. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Your so, show is so dope, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I'm always good, thank you. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm feeling absolutely wonderful. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. It's been go, 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 go. And you know what? I've been so excited to have you on here. I know that there's going to be so many people listening to this that's going to think, holy crap, how the hell did he do this? Right? <laughs> so if it's okay with you, I would love to go straight into this, right? Because I know there's so much value you're going to be providing to people that they can implement straight away. And so I would like to just jump in with the first question. And people are probably thinking about this already, so I have to ask this. But how, how did you go from becoming a drug addict and becoming a business owner? How did that transformation begun? Sorry, sorry, you heard it wrong. It's drag addict. I was, I was just really into drag. I'm joking, I'm oh. joking. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I, um, I was like, oh my goodness, did I say something wrong? Oh my gosh. Okay, no, 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 no. thanks, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem at all. Um, yeah, no, it's a really good question, thank you. Um, so I was a traveling musician for a long time. Uh, I started playing drums when I was 14, and then I started, I uh, just loved gigging. I just loved getting out there, playing gigs, going to new places, traveling a lot, uh, which is awesome. It's a really, really cool thing to do. Yeah. It's not very good for your mental health. It's not very well not always it's not very good for your actual health uh it's hard to sort of settle down have a family it's hard to have any schedule whatsoever yeah. um and for the longest time I was kind of like yeah just kind of doing gigs having a little party no real direction or, or nothing like that and one of the things that happens when you're gigging a lot 
Um, and we did all right. We didn't do too bad. But one of the things that happens when you're gigging a lot is you never have any money. And I never used to think that this was important at all. I, I was one of those people that was like, cool, I could, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out later. You know, no real sort of aspiration other than I want to play drums, but no specifics, no strategy behind it, no kind of anything else. Um, so it was like, yeah, man, I want to play drums. That's what I'm going to do. And, and I did this for a while and then I started coming back from tours and I wouldn't be able to make my rent or, you know, I'd, I'd have to sort of like jump for a few hoops when I got back home uh, to make some money. Um, and then a friend of mine at the time said, oh, have you, have you thought about um, playing like function gigs? So, you know, when you play at a wedding and you, they're like better, much better paid than the gigs I was playing with my originals okay. band. Um, but they very, very slowly start to kill you. Um, and it takes all the passion out of what you do. Um, it's, it was, yeah, it was, I did it for about six years. And in the meantime, I started lecturing as well. I love to teach. I absolutely love to mentor and things like that. So, um, yeah, so I was doing this. And, and at the same time, uh, I had a bit of a year. It was one of those, everyone goes through him. Uh, lost a friend of a friend, um, um, committed suicide, like, you know, standard kind of crappy year. And um, and I was just that guy. I, I, I smoked a bit of pot when I was a kid. I, you know, I like a bit of a drink, but nothing too heavy. But I um, I was at a party, and yeah, I just literally did one line, and then I was done for about two and a half years. Three hundred quid a day habit. Um, I absolutely hate the trade. I've always hated it. Even before I took it, I hate the trade. I think oh, it's wow. a terrible, terrible trade. I, I hate everything about it. I just uh, yeah, I never thought I'd, I'd be addicted to anything. Um, and I did. Uh, the funniest thing about it was that I wasn't really stitching anyone else up. I was still turning up at the college that I was lecturing at. I was still keynote speaking at universities. No one noticed. Uh, and I was getting up oh, super wow. early in the morning. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was it was the same time. And, um, and I was getting up early in the morning. Say again. I said that was interesting that no one actually noticed anything different. No, for real. The funny thing is, when when you get good at stitching yourself up and lying to yourself, <laughs> I wasn't doing it to anybody else. You know what I mean? But yeah. you can get very conniving inside your own brain. Um, your brain right. can start to stitch yourself up. You know? okay. So, so yeah, I was, I was, I was just kind of holding it together for everybody else, but absolutely ruining myself. And and I I start I got to the point where I did I tried treatments I tried I tried everything to get off it well I didn't try everything because obviously I would have got off it straight away but I tried as many things as I could think at the time wow. and I you know was going to the doctor my my local doctor like you know knew my shoe size I was in there so often kind of thing <laughs> I tried CAA all of these different things right and just nothing the thing I found is that everyone wanted to talk about the past or the problems that I had and there was no real action and no real solution to it. And it was kind of almost like I felt like I was just going around in circles. And, you know, I'm pretty chill as a person. I'm, you know, I, I, my ethics are in a good place kind of thing. But I was just, yeah, I was just right in the middle of it. And so I started writing. I don't know why. I have no idea. I've never been a writer. I've never been anything like that. And I just started writing these little notes down and journaling. Right. Uh, and a lot of the things I was writing about were sort of like little mini, mini non-excusable life hacks um, that, I, that ah. I'll mention in a bit. But they were things where I was like, right, like give myself no way out. So it'd be like, you know, so say, for instance, I was explaining it like this. If you want to run a marathon, that works for some people. Some people can just jump straight on that marathon. They can do right. it from A to B. For me, I need like daily, consistent, like tiny little wins every single day. And I, I constantly try to make myself a little bit better than I was the day before. Uh -huh. Not massively better. So there's no excuse, right? So if I said to you, you know, if you were like a head running, there's no way I want to do a marathon ever. And I said, I tell you what, let's let's just run like 0.1 of a kilometer. And you were like, 
okay, I can do that. There's no way out. Anyone can do that, right? So right. I give myself those little things. The next day, I do 0.2 of a kilometer. The next day, 0.3. So I was comparing this to what I was doing. And a friend came around to my house once and started reading these notes. And I was like, no, get off the no, no, what are you doing? Get off that thing. And she's like, this is, <laughs> this is, kind, of this is kind of helpful. And right. um, so I decided to sort of self-publish. Um, we stuck it up on Amazon and uh, we got a bestseller within the first couple of weeks. Sold a few thousand copies within the first month with like no marketing spend or anything. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of premise behind the book is that it is it's super easy it's it's basically like talking to your mate down the pub there's no preaching in it there's no if you do x y will happen i, I really struggle with those kind of books where people call themselves gurus and stuff like that that's not right. my vibe it's very much everyone's different everyone everyone needs a different pace to work at and you know so to long-windedly answer your question kate um, I, <laughs> I i i was doing i was doing um i started writing a book but i've been running a business for years alongside that so when i was a, a traveling musician and just about the time i started working at the college I've noticed a few gaps in the market. One of the things with musicians is they, they, they're terrible at business and they also have no, it's just up or down. So they get right. super busy in the middle of the summer and then super busy at Christmas and then nothing in between. There's no salary for them. So we put together Beach Music, um, which you mentioned before, which is the one that went under um, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we put that together and the idea was that we could get salaries for musicians. So we approached hotels, places like that, right. where they have music all year round. So instead of saying to a musician, right, you never know when your next gig's going to be, but there's probably, you're going to get asked 20 gigs on one day in the summer and then no gigs for the whole of November. Right. We were like, right, okay, we'll get it so that they can have like a weekly slot at this hotel, a weekly slot at that hotel. And then they've got two gigs a week throughout the whole year or three gigs a week or whatever it was. And it was it was doing really well. We had staff, offices, everything like that. Built completely bootstrapped it, built it up from nothing. Mm-hmm. And then COVID was like, nah, bruv. <laughs> so we just <laughs> lost it overnight. And I tried to play well, I mean, it's you could probably. This is a bit dumb on my part. I'm not. I'm not your standard businessman. I don't think. So this is. I wear Hawaiian shirts, you know. Um, <laughs> so it's really a bit dumb on my part. But I um I decided that I didn't want to furlough anyone, and there no one ever works for me. I've never had an employee that works for me. We all work together. As soppy as that sounds, and I know oh, it's really no, cheesy. Oh no, I but... love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, yeah, because um I always say that about my team as well. Like you don't work for me. Um, we work together. In fact, I tell them that they're my boss, right? They're the one that keeps that's it going, keep it running. They're my boss, right? Well, what do you need me to do? And that's what I'll get done that day. They'll say to me, right, you've got a podcast with Lee Bridges today. Make sure you're on it at this time. This is all the details. Make sure you go through it. They tell me what to do, right? So no, I totally understand where you're coming from. That's so cool. I love that. I, I really do. I'm going to implement that if you don't mind me doing uh, oh, Yeah, go ahead. Well. You know what they Bless say? You. They say in uh, when you go to school and you copy, right? They say that's cheating. That's plagiarism. But when you copy in business, it's called success, it's, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's a completely different mindset altogether. So, yeah, feel free to take that. No issues at Thank all. Thank you very much. And in fact, you know what? Uh, let's just backtrack a little bit because there was something that you said earlier on. And I was like, oh, that is really interesting. You mentioned that, um, you know, you don't, you don't just jump. You don't just do or some people feel like that. That's what should be done. Right. Like if you're going to be um, an Olympic champion and you're going to be running like that, you're, that's something that you're born with. Right. But what you mentioned is that you had to take it a day at a time. So you had to train yourself 
right? It wasn't something that you were born with or that was in you. You had to bring it out and actually train yourself because I know there's a lot of people with a mindset of, oh, I can't be a professional runner or, you know, I'm not a professional artist because I wasn't born with that talent. And you don't need to be born with a particular talent. You just got to be able to teach yourself or uh, have it taught to you. So that was really interesting that you realized that you wasn't that type of person and that you had to take it a day at a time and really just learn how to do this on a daily basis. So thanks for bringing that up. No, no worries at all. And I mean, just, yeah, absolutely for real. I mean, like the thing is, obviously, if you're like, you know, really, really short, it's hard to be a basketball player. It's good. You know, you're going to have a, you're going to have a hit from the outset in the same way. If you're X, it might be hard to do Y, but I, I really believe, and this is, this is perfect for people like me. I'm not that clever. And, but what I am is resilient and, and I'll do right. things over and over again until, until I can learn to enjoy something. If I don't like something, for instance, I was having a chat about this yesterday with one of my friends. If, when I wash the dishes, I do it the best I can every single time. I literally <laughs> put my heart and soul. Into it. it sounds really funny, but I think if I can amplify that into everything else that I do then it you know it, it gives me a, it gives me a, a, a bit of you know somewhere to go but the way that I see it is like everywhere we're brought up in a certain way where we do what our parents did and they did what their parents did right. and we go to school five days a week then you're meant to go to work five days a week and then you're meant to work for like what 30 40 50 years get a mortgage <laughs> do all that stuff and then one day one day, if you're lucky, you can retire. And wouldn't that be great? When your body's absolutely screwed. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for kids at all. That's not, that's not my vibe. So what I realized a long time ago is that, oh, right, so think about it like this. When I put my underwear on or I brush my teeth, I don't even think about it. It is such a second nature. And the reason is because I've done it every single day of my life, apart from right. one day I didn't put it on. But the rest of the time, you know, it's just so natural. So I figured to myself, if I can do that with learning business, learning marketing, if I can do that with learning how to burpee at the gym, if I can learn how yeah. to do that with cooking, it's always a bit terrible and then a little bit better than a little bit better than a little bit better. Right. And then you compound that in a couple of years or three years and you're laughing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for, for me, it means, it means that you can be pretty dumb and learn anything, which I like. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh my goodness. I love it. And you know what? I absolutely love your sense of humor. You are just hilarious. I, I, I'm loving this today. <laughs> so I'd like to go on to the um, next question that I have for you. And we had a conversation um, prior to doing this um, today. And you said that you have a superpower and you have the ability um of having boundless positivity what does that mean and then how do you continue to have so much positivity around you when there's so much negativity going on as well a uh, really good question I mean I never would call it a superpower but I like that I like okay. that you coined that that's awesome um, I will take that. Um, yeah, th look, the thing is, the way that I see that is that you can be in the like brightest room in the world. Like just say you're in like a super bright room, there's all floodlights and everything. You can put as much dark in that room as you want. You can stuff dark in there, left, right, center. Right. The room will still be light. I can walk into a pitch black room with like a tiny little match or a candle. I can light that thing up. It might not be massive, but it, the light will always outweigh the dark. So I've always kind of figured to myself, look, I get one shot of this. I'm going to die one day. And no one else seems to know what happens when you die. So I might as well give it my best. And if I can choose to be happy, and I, it's not, it's not some people say this to me all the time. And I hear people bounce this around and I don't agree with it. It's people are like, oh, people are just born positive or like, you know, you're just happy all the time. Right. I worked at that. 
I freaking yeah. worked at that, man. And that's something I do every day. I, I read two books a week on average. I listen to podcasts. I listen to uh, audio books. I go to seminars. I network with people. I talk to people that are happy all the time. I talk to people that are positive all the time. I surround myself with those people. It's hard work to do that. And, right. and I think it's not something that's really taught at school. It's not something that you're, you're raised with. It's kind of like, you know, crack on. The world's going to be pretty crappy. Absolutely, the world is a terrible, treacherous, evil place sometimes. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be on the other side. <laughs> do you, do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so what, how, what do you think you, about that? How do you maintain? Um, I know you know you're listening and reading um positive books and everything, but you're human, right? Unless I know unless I don't know something, you're human. So do you not ever mm-hmm. feel sad <laughs> or feel angry or anything like that? How, and if you do, how do you manage to get yourself out of that? Oh yeah, for sure. So I came up with these like eight things. Uh, I can never remember all eight of them, which is really embarrassing because I wrote about them. I'm writing about them in the <laughs> second book. And I literally can't ever remember all eight. Probably <laughs> years ago. Um, but there's certain things that if I do, they make me feel better. Of course I get angry. Of course I get anxious. I get super anxious. Of course I get scared, worried, you know, um, moody, all of those things. But I can snap myself out of it extremely quickly if it happens. I can notice it happen and I can sort myself out. And, and the way that I do that, is A, I've practiced it for a long amount of time. I've literally sat there and practiced, like when I get angry, I think, right, okay, what happened there? What made me angry? What benefit do I get out of being angry? None. So, you know, what's the point? So, but I do things like I exercise every day. It's important, it makes you happy. I eat well. Uh, 90% of the time I, my nutrition is good that makes you happy I surround myself with good people makes you happy I educate myself every day makes you happy like the, the thing is whenever I talk to people that are down in the dumps and sad um you don't get me wrong there's 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 two types here because obviously there's there's the type of things where it's like just something brutal has just happened and that's terrible of course that you'd be sad you, of course you're going to be sad you, someone you care about you lose or so, you know something like right. that but for the rest of the time it's like what you're, you're PO'd because like you missed your favorite episode of t- what are you doing like that's not a reason to be angry you start to tell you okay great you've got a foot that's a good thing do you, you can feel that do you know what I mean so right. I just kind of I try and set myself up for it the best way I could explain it is if I want to force myself to go to the gym and not miss the gym or go for a run or whatever it is mm. in the morning I get my, I get my trainers out the night before do, do you know what I mean yes I, I set myself up. I just try and make sure that there's there's no way I can really lose or feel like I'm screwing up and if I do feel like that like I say I can kind of notice it pretty quickly um and I ask I literally ask all my friends and family to call me on my bs like as soon as I'm being a tart and I do it a lot <laughs> like you know it's a normal thing but I, I want people to call me out I, if it's it, like we're talking about business like um it's so it's so cool what you said about um you know you you are your your employees being the boss kind of thing because mm-hmm. they're going to call you out there they're going to be like Hannah said this isn't done why haven't you right. done that yeah. Then, you, then it's up to you to go. Hey, I'll go and do that now, or I won't yeah. do that. And and one's going to work, and one's not going to work. Do you know what I mean? Does that make right. sense? Yeah. No, I totally understand it. Totally get it. Um, and I love the different comparisons and examples you're giving because it, it's real, right? And people can actually relate to that. It, it makes complete sense. And so, what I really want to ask you next is, I know you've gone through, you know, the different ups and downs and adversities you have faced and all that. And really, you've learned through life skills. But what really makes you an expert on mindset? Is it because of the formula that you created? And how did you create that? How did you come up with that? What I really want um, our audience to find out is 
why they should why they should get the expert advice from you what makes you that qualified expert yeah no worries at all i mean to be completely honest with you i've i've always i've it sounds so soppy but i've always been that guy that's just jumped off the cliff and figured out the plane on the way down um is do you know what i mean i'm that sort of person i have to throw myself into stuff and like it's it's weird because i've never really felt like an expert of anything which is kind of a counterintuitive thing to say to you after after you're asking me that question (laughs) the things i am i'm sincere I genuinely, genuinely get gassed up when someone else wins. I love it. I literally Aww. love it. So whenever I do mentor sessions or keynote speaks or anything like that, I'm I, I get nervous. I don't like talking about myself. It's quite weird because I do a lot of podcasts, but I don't. Whenever anyone asks me to do an intro, like okay, tell me about you, like that's the bit I really hate. I really struggle with that. I'm more interested in what you've done and how you've done it, and and I try and learn from everyone that I listen to. And the funny thing is, every everyone's winning all the time. It's just they don't always notice it. They don't that you know mm. they'll be focused on this. And they should be focused on that the pen's always behind your ear or the car the car keys are always in your pocket you might turn the house up looking for them but they're always there do you know what I mean yeah so I think I think the thing if I had to answer your question in a sentence I think the thing that would make me feel very confident about what I do and um, my success rate is 100% I've never ever had someone that's uh, so that hasn't that we haven't superseded the expectation that we had when we first started I mean I get probably probably about 10 to 15 emails a day from people that have read the book that are just like, oh my God, I just quit smoking because of you. Uh, I just left a relationship I hate because of because of the book, not because of me, but right. because of the book. Uh, you know, I, I've just I've just left the job that I absolutely hate. I've just told my boss where to go and I've started a company. You know, I've, uh, yeah, I've lost weight, I've quit smoking, whatever it is. So I think for me, it's like testimonials is probably, it's, you know, to answer your question, it's probably what other people say. And I'm passionate. I just, I, lo- I love I love life. I love people winning. I've been right through it. And, you know, when I had the addiction, I definitely nearly killed myself a few times. I had a little mini stroke. You know, I've got no cartilage in the top of my nose. There's there's some real horrible, nah stuff there that's, yeah. you know, never going to go. I don't want that for anyone. I want, I, I genuinely believe just because, just because one person's successful does not, there's not a quota on success. There's not like, you know, half the population have to be successful and the other half can't. Like you can, you know, we can literally, it sounds so soppy, but we can literally work together. This world could be beautiful. Like, you know, it just takes a little bit of that. So um, I don't know if that answers your question. It you can see I get all. I'm going to come back to these testimonials that you're talking about a little bit later on, because I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And I'm sure our audience will as well. Are you able to teach at least one principle that our audience can apply um, straight away? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's a bunch because I work on these little life hacks. I like I like lots of different things. But but one that I think is, is really helpful just in general for anything that you do in life, whether that's uh, you want to build a relationship, build a business, get get your health sorted whatever that whatever that goal is and however big that mountain is mm-hmm. I think that this will really work so I always explain it like this I always think you've got to build a house the problem is most people don't do the foundation and the foundation in my mind is is mindset that's your that's your self-development right. your self-improvement your education most people try and build the house it's like get rich quick or whatever they're doing take the pill to lose weight they try and build the house the problem is you can build a house without a foundation but it will not last it will not it will not stand the test of time so you've got to get the foundation right first. You've got to put that time in. That might take six months, a year, whatever it takes. You need yeah. to put that time in. 
then you start putting brick by brick. And this is the important part to this is it's consistency. It's very small, unexcusable consistency where there's no way you can't get out of it. Like I say, if I said, right, you need to, you know, you, you need to lay 20 bricks. You can do that. If I say lay 2000 bricks, you might be like, nah, or you might start and then fail and then quit. So, so you build your foundation and then you start laying the bricks. The thing is people want the quick route out. And, and for me, this doesn't work. I, I've never seen it work for anyone. That's why a third, this is true. A third of lottery winners go bankrupt. That's insane. That's a wow. huge, huge proportion of lottery winners that go yeah, bankrupt. Yeah. It's the same thing. People want the quick fix and they're not willing to put the time and effort in. Right. So you build your foundation and then you start laying bricks. The problem is for the first month, two months, if you're in business, maybe a year or two years, those bricks don't start to look like a wall yet. They're just a brick after a brick after a brick. But mm. with a little bit of time, you turn around and you're like, oh my God, there's like a little tiny wall there. I can, I can sort of see this house developing. Right. So you build and build and build using your foundation to make sure that the build doesn't fall over. And then once it gets to the top, you do the last bit, which is execution, which is you put your roof on because nobody right. wants to be super wet lying in their, you know, in their bedroom kind of thing. You don't want the rain to get in. So you execute with the roof on. So to put that into, to put that into a summary, if you're going to start anything, this is, this is my outlook on this. If you were going to start anything, whatever it is, make sure that you've got your tools in the first place, spend a little bit of time being like, right, how strong do I need to be up here to be able to approach that mountain? If you're trying to climb a mountain where the view is impeccable, you need to be really strong up here because you're going to keep failing on the way, right? Like constantly. Right. If it's a little mountain, not so much, you can get away with it. But I always think if you're going to climb a mountain, you might as well pick one with a really good view. Um, <laughs> but if, you, know, you know what I mean? But if, you're, if you're doing that, then you need to be, you need to be strong up here. So yeah. you need to put time and effort, self-development, self read, you know, listen, talk to people, get healthy, eat well, like all right. of these things. And then and then start building it, put in, the, put in the effort. Every now and again, one of those bricks isn't going to fit or it's going to be snapped or, or the cement's not going to stick or whatever it is. That's just yeah. problems that happen daily. A problem is a reason to get stronger. Every time, man, I honestly, I love this. Every single time I get to the point where I get annoyed at something or I'm like, you know, some, some annoying thing in business or my life where it's like, oh, that sucks. I don't know, you're, 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 you're trying to like write your terms and conditions or some really boring thing for a new website and you're doing this thing and you're like, and every time I start to get narky about it and I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this job. I'm like, hold on a sec, someone's just given up. Someone just give up where I'm not going to give up. And then I'll do that bit and then I'm like, ha okay, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just a little, just, sorry, it's bad. Just to um, always call yourself when you spit by mistake as well. It's really <laughs> weird when people do that, don't you think? They spit and then they don't say anything. And then you're like, I don't know if I should bring that up. or like, right. so, so yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, I think it's just little tiny consistency. Do it mm -hmm. daily, do it every day. If it's worth doing, then it's worth doing every day. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I love that. And yeah, I like how it's just about taking little bite size each and every day um, to build yourself up to, I guess, the person you want to be or the person you see yourself being. And yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in the click of a finger. It's about just building progress within yourself. Right. And this is what you teach people. This is what your book is all about. Right. And knowing what those steps are and making sure you apply yourself to those. Right. Because, you know, it's not about getting to that dream that you have. Right. You don't have dreams. You've got to turn those dreams into obligations. Right. It is an obligation for you to start living the life that you want. The minute you tell yourself it's an obligation, you have to implement those steps. 
right? You can't skip a day, right? And then, or start next week. It starts right now. And so you've got to make sure that these obligations um, are exactly that and making sure that you take those steps each and every day. Don't miss a day and just keep going. And that's where you're going to see progress, not only for yourself, but also your environment and your surroundings, right? Because then you start learning or being more aware as to what your environment is like. Is it actually serving you? Having particular people in your world, is it actually serving you? Or do you maybe think you need to start doing some spring cleaning, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right? So it's identifying your surroundings as well. And I love that. Thank you so much, Lee. Um, My next thing, and what I really want to come back to, is you mentioned testimonials and bringing people the results that they're looking for. So would you be able to tell me and our audience today maybe a couple of testimonials or a couple of results that you brought some of your recent clients yeah for sure i mean i won't be if you if you want to check uh check out live ones then you can just go onto the amazon page for the book or hit the website um but yeah i mean even this morning so i had an email from someone this morning that's in new zealand uh she's literally she's she's messaged a couple of times uh, off the back of my mailing list right. and so and i always reply to everyone sometimes it's long um but that again that's the bit where i think other people may quit right so um she's uh she's been talking to me for a little while and uh, she just hates her job. She was like, I, I know I hate my job. I don't want to do this anymore. She's right. like, working in a supermarket. You know, she's middle-aged, works in a supermarket. She's like, I know it's not getting me anywhere. It's yeah. secure. I can't bail. I literally can't bail. And this morning she sent me a message and she said, I've just set up a SaaS business. I'm literally like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Uh, I've quit my job. Um, we're in profit within the first three months. She said, I wanted to save it to tell you that, um, that we're in profit so that, you know, so that I could be like, right, cool, I've done this. And I just thought that was awesome. How awesome is that? Right. When someone's just... Cool to be and I mean but like I say we, we, I get I get them quite frequently um and then on top of that also you know I set up a business um when when I lost my business to COVID uh, I set up a, I set up a financial brokerage um called Reform Financial um and I mean we, we've only been running about seven months and our trust pilots have started coming in and they're all you know they're all from different different clients and they all say similar things and it's all really refreshing really love working with you guys thank you so much for the customer service. Cause that's the thing for me. It's like, you, do, you know, go above and beyond. I know it sounds soppy, but I like the idea of leave stuff better than you found it. I like that. Yeah. So whenever someone <laughs> spends their time, their precious, precious, precious time, cause there's nothing more precious in my opinion. Right. As yeah. soon as someone spends that with me or anyone I know or work with, then I would use your word. It's an obligation for me to get back to them. It's an obligation for me to do the right thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're testimonials galore. I love it. I, I love hearing people's win stories. I put out a mailing list like once a week, sometimes twice a week. And, um, and we always get lush feedback, like people awesome. just being, and it's, I often, I, I always ask for feedback for myself as well, because I'm an idiot. Yeah. So I always get, and I always, you know, I, just, I, just, I want brutal honest. I, if, if someone's not happy with what I've done or how I've done it, or they've got a suggestion, I, I want them to be honest about it. Uh, so I often like maybe once every, I'd say once every three or four months, uh, I'll do it. One of the mail outs will be like, please, can you give me your feedback? Uh, yeah. Be brutal. Tell me, tell me what's up. So I also get my own feedback as well, which I quite like. Awesome. And I like the fact that you're not scared of people being brutally honest right um the good and the bad you want to hear both in order to better your service better your products get better results for your clients and is having that brutal honesty and being okay with it finding solutions but it's not just about hearing all the good stuff 
we need to hear all the bad stuff too, right? In order to progress. And just like you mentioned earlier as well, like if you get off track, you need people around you to say, look, you need to stop your bullshit. You're, you're, you're really screwing up right now. You need to get back mm-hmm. on track. And I like the word that you use, and we use it in the UK um, so often, stop being a tart, right? And so, <laughs> and so, yeah, we we don't only want that brutal honesty with our clients, but we need it with people around us to keep us on track, right? Because we are human beings and we are going to slip off track. It's going to happen, right? Some Something will, you know, they'll put spanners in the work and something will happen and you will get anxious, you'll get angry, you'll get worried, we get frustrated, all those emotions come up, but it's about getting back on track, so that's awesome. Now, where can people receive some additional free support from you? Where can they go? Yeah, no worries at all. So, I mean, I, honestly, I reply to everyone. So if anyone wants to email me, my personal email address, not my work one, is lee at leebridges.co.uk. And yes, I am that douchebag that has his own name twice and his email ID. <laughs> Apologies. Um, <laughs> I need to yeah, not have anyone else with Lee in the team. Uh, but yeah, Lee at leebridges.co.uk. We <laughs> have the website, which is leebridges.co.uk. Um, if you guys want a copy of the book for free, uh, they can grab a free copy of the digital version of the book, um, which is uh, leebridges.co.uk forward slash DSGSD for do shit, get shit done. Um, and then there'll be a little, a little thing that just says password. And it's thank you book in capital letters. Thank you book. Um, and they click that and then the whole thing will be PDF. They can download it and read it. I'm always up for a chinwag. So if anyone wants to yeah, drop me an email, my Instagram, I've got a couple. I've got a drum one, which is uh, at drumhacker. And my personal one, which is at Lee Bridges. Um, that's probably it. I've got a grinder account, but we probably shouldn't talk about that. Um, <laughs> well, guys, um, yeah, let you know. uh, all the links that Lee has mentioned, there will definitely be in the show notes. So if you missed it, just go down to the show notes. All the information will be there for you. Um, Lee, it was amazing having you here. Thank you for your time and listening to Uncensored Society podcast. All resources mentioned throughout the episode will be added to the show notes and you'll be able to find them at the bottom as you scroll down. Don't forget to go ahead and subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. Thank you once again.